Support for today's episode comes from Schneider's. Since 1890, Schneider's has brought generations of Canadians artisanal sausages, bacon, ham, and deli to family recipes. Schneider's, crafted without compromise. They're not the most healthy cookies. They're just like white flour and white sugar and, you know, chocolate chips. Of course, they're delicious. That's Sean Brody on trumpet. He composed the show's music, along with Dan Misha Goldman. Sean told me it was easy to write this music. That's because he wrote it while he was thinking about his mom, Dawn, and her chocolate chip cookies. She died when Sean was 22 years old. And that trumpet, she gave it to him. Hi, I'm Sarah Martin, and this is Home Cooked, a podcast about cherished family recipes and why they get passed on. This week, Dawn's chocolate chip cookies. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Nice to meet you. Terrific. Sean was a bit reluctant to let me come to his apartment today. He's shy. He's a musician, and he usually lets his trumpet do the talking. But today is the day that his Aunt Shannon arrives from the prairies, and she's bringing three dozen chocolate chip cookies with her in her carry-on. I wanted to be here to learn more about this recipe and why it's so special. His mom made them, and my mom made them, who was his grandmother. So I just thought, when you're traveling, you bring cookies, and these are the, these are the Hallmark cookies in our family. Despite the fact that Shannon arrived here with a tin of 36 perfect chocolate chip cookies— Layered in wax paper in a little tin, I managed to persuade them to share their family recipe and make a whole new batch from scratch. Shannon was game. Sean, too. Admittedly a little less so, but he's doing it. So you got eggs? Yes. Yeah. You've got the brown sugar. Perfect. And you have lots of leftovers. You've got Hershey's semi-sweet chocolate chocolates, which is... Perfect. Mm-hmm. Your vanilla extract yeah. is fantastic, as opposed to the fake stuff. Shannon is laying out the ingredients in Sean's sunny kitchen, and Sean is looking for his mom's recipe card, one that she wrote out by hand more than 20 years ago. With that recipe, I, I definitely can like have a sense of, of her, of my mom, but I'm not good in the kitchen, and I don't even like go in there that often. <laughs> You've got measuring spoons and things? Measuring cups? Um, yeah, I have some. Oh, God, you don't have a measuring spoon. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's what a teaspoon is, more or less. I know what I'll buy size. you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, now you know. I know, know what to get him. Mm-hmm. Is your birthday coming up? It won't matter. You just have to buy it. Sean's not exactly comfortable in the kitchen, but his aunt, let's just say she's completely at ease. The other thing too, Sean, when you measure your vanilla, don't do it over the bowl because vanilla is so, so easily overflowing. Shannon has dozens of baking tips. Tips from her sisters, her mom, and her grandmothers. You know, it's a process. There's lots to think about. You know, using the teaspoons of my mother's, which are aluminum on a little ring. Um, you know, they've been around for 60 years at least. And her measuring cups, which you can't even read the numbers on them anymore because they've been worn away. Yeah, it's a time to reflect, you know. Get everything out, lay it out, look at it all. Make sure I do it how my mom would. Don't open the oven door. 
don't overcook them, don't handle them, all those things. The two of them are looking at Dawn's old stained recipe card. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Read the recipe. I'm pretty sure it's stained. But Dawnie always wrote chocolate with two syllables. She always missed the, the look at it, two times. Uh, it's missing the middle. Oh, it just says chocolate. <laughs> Dawn wrote out this recipe card not long before she died. She sent it to Sean at university for his graduate musical recital. Normally it would have been her who would have been doing all the baking, but she was too sick in the last stages of lung cancer to manage baking anything at all at that point, let alone travel to the recital. And Sean's recital was in Victoria, so he took on the baking for his big day. There was baking that my mom would make and my, my grandma would make that I thought would be nice to have. So I, I asked my mom for a few of those recipes. And she wrote them out on these recipe cards by hand. And yeah, you, you kind of see her. You can see her illness in, in her handwriting. Sean stores this recipe card in a black antique tin with hand-painted flowers on it. He brought it into the kitchen from his bedroom, where he normally keeps it. Okay, so where are we at? Where are we at? Can I have a little peek before yeah, you come? Take, let me have a look. What's going here. on? No, 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 it's okay. You definitely need a spatula. <laughs> Hard. Yeah, I was going to tell you about the brown sugar. It in like this. You know what? If you see any lumps in there, you might want to grab them out. Like, just smudge them with your finger. I don't know where they are. But, um, yeah, and then you want to do your flour and salt and baking soda in a nice dry bowl and mix it and then put it in there slowly. Looking around Sean's third-floor apartment, you can see evidence of music everywhere. There's sheet music on the floor, posters and artwork of trumpet players, a couple of trumpets, of course, and photographs of him as a kid from his early band days. Long tones, they're just like holding a note for a long time, but it's a standard sort of basic exercise for any brass instrument. I mean, I was six or maybe just turned seven, and I remember my mom showing my sister an, an ad in the newspaper that was about an open house for this community band in, in Regina, the, the Lions Band. And there were all these tables set up with different instruments for kids to try out, and I remember a man asking me what I wanted to play, and I told him I wanted to play the drums, and he was like, oh, you know... You're a little bit small to play the drums. Maybe you should think about something else, like how about maybe the, the trumpet? I was not going to argue with him. You know, I was a pretty shy kid. And, and, of course, it turned out that that man was the trumpet teacher. Becoming a trumpet player in a Regina community marching band wasn't Sean's first choice. And it only went downhill from there. We have to do like Saturday morning marching band practice, which I hated. And it's cold. You know, we would be out there in, in the winter. We'd just be in a parking lot, like a big parking lot, doing these routines and, and all that. And finally, I wore my mom down enough that she agreed to let me quit. I remember that this like feeling of victory that I'd, I'd won and I was going to get to quit doing this stupid thing.
Sean and his mom went together to tell his teacher he would be quitting. I'm just waiting in the car for my mom to come back and us to like drive away into my freedom. And uh, instead of her coming back out of the band hall, Bob, the, the director, came out. And I was sitting in the car on Dudney Avenue in front of the band hall. And I remember seeing him come out and just being like, oh, Christ. And he opened the car door and he kneeled down. And he, he was a big, like, intimidating guy for, for a little kid. You know, but when he came out to the car, he, he was very gentle. He kneeled down and said, you know, your, your mom tells me you want to quit. And I understand, and that's okay, but I just want to ask you to come in tonight. And, like, just, you don't have to play, but just sit through practice one more time tonight. And if at the end of it you still want to quit, then I won't stop you. And so, again, I didn't argue. I said, okay, and I went in. And I don't think I did play that night. And I don't remember my logic or if if then I was just scared to quit or... I don't know why I decided to stay in it, but I, I did decide to keep in it. Yeah, and then now I'm still doing it. <laughs> if he had quit that day, he wouldn't have become the accomplished trumpet player he is now. Sean has played with many popular Canadian indie bands like Broken Social Scene. He's played at the Glastonbury Festival and on David Letterman. I, I just really think if it hadn't been for those gestures like my mom going in to talk to him and and then I don't know what their discussion was but had he, you know had he not come out and done that I I for sure would have quit and then like the trumpet has been my kind of my ticket to like all the stuff I've been able to do in my life and had I not kept going at that point I don't know Coming up, how sticking with the trumpet gave Sean that ticket out of Regina, a ticket he would soon need desperately. Support for our podcast comes from Schneider's, a company that started as a family business back in 1890. We tend to talk about family recipes on our show. Nicole is the associate producer of our show. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Sarah. So what's your family recipe? I have a younger sister, Laura, and when we were smaller, we used to make each other birthday treats. She's a chef now, but the gene definitely skipped me. And her favorite birthday memory to bring up is the one where I put a candle in a pudding cup because baking a cake was too hard for me. Just curious about that recipe, Nicole. Can you add bacon to it? You know, I didn't at the time, but that might have made it better. If you want to get creative with your family recipes, why not try adding bacon? Schneider's is always an entertaining favorite. Welcome back. Sean Brody came close to giving up the trumpet many times. But luckily, he stuck with it. Because it was the trumpet, in many ways, that ended up saving him. I was growing up a queer kid in Regina, and I was super scared about that. And I didn't really have any context for what being queer meant you know and the only sort of reference points there was at that at that time were like negative things you know the only kind of mention of anything queer was somebody calling somebody else a fag on the playground you know <laughs> and that kind of thing so there's just always a negative connotation to anything that was gay 
yeah, growing up, like, denying it, but knowing on some level that I was, it was, it was really frightening. So Sean's mom gave him a gift without knowing it, the trumpet. Dawn wasn't going to miss her son's graduation, no matter how sick she was. Sean's sisters surprised him and drove their mom from Regina to Victoria to come and see his recital. Graduating is an important time in anyone's life, but for Sean, everything was happening at once. He was on his way to becoming a professional musician. He was falling in love for the first time, and his mom was dying. When Donnie was very, very ill, and uh, going for a walk with Sean, and Sean... um, talking to me about being gay and uh, wondering what, 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 what to do. That was a really difficult conversation because she was quite sick and coming out as gay, there's this like fear of being rejected from your family. And my mom and I were so close and she was so loving that I knew I wouldn't be rejected, but there's still this kind of uh, illogical fear that maybe you, you, you could be. Like, what do you do? You've lived with your mom all, all your life now, and she's, she's um, terminally ill. And when do you, do you spring it on her? How do you let her leave this world? And I said, you, you tell her. Because he did want her to know who, who he was completely. And I just said, oh, man, tell her and do it soon so she can enjoy that part of you as long as possible. So I knew I wanted to have privacy, just her and I, to have this conversation. And I uh, waited sort of as long as I could. My mom had been having a nap, and I went into her room when, when she woke up and sat down on the bed and uh, said that I there's something I wanted to tell her. But then I couldn't do it, you know? And <laughs> But it was out there that I had there was something I had to say but then I couldn't say it. But when I, when I finally said it, she, she started to cry, and and so did I. <laughs> and uh, she told me that she loved me, and and that she just worried about me and her not being there to to take care of me. But John would always have the trumpet and his mother's chocolate chip cookies. The first batch of cookies is about to come out of the oven. I would put them on there, just let them cool on that, like the pan on the hot thing, on the cutting board. Let them continue to cook on the pan for another oh, minute. Oh, just put the pan on? Yeah. Yep. Guys, they look great. It may be a simple recipe, but there are people in this room. There's the voice of the grandma telling us to make copious amounts. There are the faded words written down on the recipe card by Sean's mom, and that same comforting smell of cookies wafting out of the oven. Sean, you gonna have one? Um, they're amazing. Sean and Shannon feel them here today in this kitchen. It's certainly, I think, an indication of generational love in our family. Baking is the epitome of 
showing how much you care to nurture someone. I mean, they're just cookies, but it's like there's there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more depth to it underneath that. It's like memories and love and family and sticking together. Those of us that are still here, like we're sticking together. And I guess in a way that's the cookies are one of those binding agents that keep us together and keep us close. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Home Cooked. If you want to try Dawn's chocolate chip cookies, head over to homecookedpodcast.com for the recipe. That's homecookedpodcast, all one word. You'll also see photos of the family by renowned photographer Christopher Wall. The show is produced by Catherine Jen and me. Dan Goldman and Sean Brody composed the theme music for the show. Charlotte Fisek created all the beautiful artwork and downloadable recipe cards. Margaret Daly is editorial advisor. Mark Alster is senior producer. Sean Liliani is our videographer. Candace Craig handles graphics and the web. Nicole Edwards is our associate producer. Please get in touch with us if you have a story or a family recipe to share. I'm Sarah Martin, and thanks for listening. Support for today's episode comes from Schneider's. Since 1890, Schneider's has brought generations of Canadians' artisanal sausages, bacon, ham, and deli to family recipes. Schneider's. Crafted without compromise.